I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. I don't know about that. I am unsure what love has to do with it. Yeah. Love is nice, though. It is nice. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. I know it's a controversial stance to take, <laughs> and Whoa. you know, but I'm brave. I'll, yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll stand up and say it. I might get canceled Love this, is nice. But, uh, sure is nice. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it's almost Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing for Valentine's Day out there, listeners? Yeah. I'm listening. Oh, oh, that's oh. a great idea. Yeah, yeah you should definitely mm-hmm. do that. Yep. But yep. I hope you made a reservation. <laughs> because <laughs> It is rapidly approaching. Yeah. Oh my god. I, as you know, my very first job was at a florist. Yeah. And just the number of dudes, and it's always dudes, who would come in at like, just the the later in the afternoon that it got on Valentine's Day, the more desperate their faces looked <laughs> and it was like i can sell this man hot hot garbage yeah like sold a, sold a lot of cactuses oh valentine's day is a really good day to get rid of all the ugly vases if you work in a florist because you're like <laughs> you'll buy anything yeah because you they fucked just need up something yeah yeah which i mean is funny but i also kind of hate like the idea of like oh you forgot valentine's day you must not love me yeah that's just silly Definitely. But also, like, it's really not that hard <laughs> to remember. It's yeah. the same day every year. And if you have a partner that it is important to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Then it's just being, like, respectful of yeah. what they like. Exactly. They could pick, like, another day. Like, April 12th is their favorite day. Yeah. You'd do something nice for just them. Just do something nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. I mean, don't overdo it. But I think that if you love somebody and they like flowers you should just buy them flowers for no reason not because it's valentine's day and you're yeah. supposed to right just do it because you like them right because you saw a pretty flower and you're like that reminds me of my partner exactly and they should have this because it will make them happy exactly so i think it's silly and it's i mean i know it has like kind of historical roots yeah mythological roots maybe cupid and such yeah but it's mostly just you know a hallmark holiday invented mm-hmm. to sell chocolate and Roses and diamonds if you're real intense, which is unnecessary. But... Uh, (laughs) A bouquet of diamonds. Yeah, there we go. I, aesthetically, really love Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's like your favorite. It is. Aesthetically. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as holidays go. Yep. It's a good one. Yeah. Just all the, like, red and pink and flowers and hearts and polka dots. Shiny stuff. Lace, yeah. All the glitter. Big teddy bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... I do like it. Number one aesthetic holiday, Halloween, but... Yeah. Valentine's Day is close. Yeah. I just definitely will buy, like, 
things to decorate my house with with the halloween stuff yeah because a lot of halloween stuff is like can be all year it's true and since halloween is so far in the back of the month you can like get started earlier i don't know i mean two weeks is enough really but i i don't ever decorate my house for valentine's day no yeah that's what i mean i wouldn't ever buy like a heart-shaped pillow for my couch i don't know (laughs) yeah i might do that I don't buy pillows for my couch because they might get chewed on, but... Oh, uh, one of mine did get chewed on. Yeah. From the foster puppies. Yeah. I didn't realize it was full of blue fluff. Oh. <laughs> I came in and I was like... What a fun surprise. What is? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you chewed the corner off a pillow. Great. Thank you. Lovely. But yeah, yeah, I just like the way it looks. And I've always liked silly little, like, the just like the rectangular valentines that you get. Yeah. And I love conversation heart candy. Ew. So... It's just, uh... I like candy. Yeah. I've always liked Neko wafers, too, so I was just a weird kid. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, chalk. (laughs) You should try communion. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it doesn't have a little message on it. (laughs) Well, what are we doing here? I don't know. Meat wedge? Oh, uh, well, we're uh, recording a podcast. Hmm. Can you believe it? No. That's why I put these microphones in here. (laughs) What kind of podcast? <laughs> it's a podcast about movies. It's called Replay Rewind, where we take a movie that we haven't seen since we were little kids, talk about what we remember happening, and then we go watch it, and then we talk about what actually happened, and then we give you like some fun trivia about it. Yep. And, and I'm... I'm... <laughs> Bucket Snake. <laughs> I'm Meat Wedge. And we're professionals. <laughs> I have a question for you. Ask me a question. Bucket Snake. If you were a dog... What kind of dog would you be? Are you implying that I'm not a dog? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, were I a dog, I would definitely be a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah, because pit bulls look scary. Yeah. And sometimes people are afraid of them, just yeah. upon sight. Mm-hmm. But they just want to kiss you. They do. They're very soft. They're so kissy. They just want to lay on you and, and kiss kissable. you and cuddle and... Put their big giant heads in your lap and... Yeah. That's me. That's true. I look... You know, some people think I look scary. Mm-hmm. But certain certain people think I look scary. Mm-hmm. The tattoos and, and all that. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. Right. I'm very nice. Mm-hmm. Salt. <laughs> I say angrily. <laughs> I'm nice. I... Damn it. Damn it. People like me. Yeah. So yeah. That, that would be me. Yeah. I can see it. Pitbulls are very, well, at least mine anyway, are also very loyal and very protective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm that way. Mm-hmm. I would agree. But I'm also, I mean, Cricket's nice to everyone. Unless yeah. she has growled at like two people in her life. And I'm yeah. like, those are bad people. Yeah. Those people just did something wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm going like to trust this dog. I have pretty good instincts about people too. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pit bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What kind of dog would you be? I think, um... What comes to mind is, I mean, I'm not that tall, but I think it, like a Great Dane sort of, mm. just in that I'm bigger than I think I am a lot of times. Yeah. And also kind of clumsy. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to sit in your lap. And it's like, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> You're too big for this. Yeah. And I'm like, but. But what if? What if I. What if was for puppies? Did anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm... I like being tall, but sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, I can squeeze. And I'm like, no, no, I don't fit in there. Yeah. I'm too big. That's cute. Maybe that. 
I'll have a great Dane. I hope your lifespan is longer, though. Yeah, no kidding. I also have <laughs> tall person energy. You so do. People yeah. often think that I am taller than I really am. So Yeah. Did I already say on the podcast that my therapist thought I was short? Yeah, I don't know, but that's so funny. It's I'm That's going to stay with me forever. Yeah. Yeah, my therapist and I were talking a few months ago, and I told her I was going to get a tattoo, and she was like, oh, aren't you about out of room? And I made a joke that was like, no, I'm very tall. Yeah. There's a lot of room. Right. And she was like, because we only do, we only talk over video chat. Right. So we've never met in real life. And she was like, oh, are you tall? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm like six yeah. feet tall. Look at me. I didn't call my therapist a bitch. No. I said, bitch. No. But she was like, oh, I would have thought you were like 5'2 or 5'3. I was like, I have short person energy. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So I guess I do. I guess so. I'm small. Yeah. And then I have the opposite because me and... Our friend, friend of the pod, Cat Radish, yeah. are the exact same height, but mm. people are always like, oh, Meat Wedge is taller. Oh, yeah. Well, you do often wear tall shoes as well. That's also true. I like to be tall. In the way that I think Great Danes do, and they're like, but I'm so little, let me sit in your lap. And you're yeah. like, no. And I'm like, but, but just want to be held. It's like, I can't. But what if I could, man? Let me try. Right. So, yeah. yeah, maybe that. Okay, cool. All right. So, Pitbull and a Great Dane walk into a bar. <laughs> And they say, have you heard this podcast? It's and the about... bartender says, <laughs> dogs. why are these dogs in here? Why are there dogs in my bar? Who let these dogs in the bar? Yes. No. Why are you talking about dogs? Well, because it is about to be Valentine's Day. And so we are talking about the romantic classic, The Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yes. Dog love. Dog love. <laughs> this movie is... There's a lot more in it mm. than I think people remember most of the time. I don't remember much of it. I mean, I remember it, the overarching story is more about, like, class struggle, right? Than yes. love. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't remember that much. Yeah. It's a Cocker Spaniel and a sort of Scotty-looking mutt. He has, like, a little beard. Yeah, he's real tall. But he's grayish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tramp. Yeah. And, you know, they eat spaghetti. Yep. And they yeah. love each other. That's, that's, but there's so many things that go on. I don't, re- I seriously don't remember. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it since I was probably very small. She is a little Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. And her name's Lady. And she has neighbors. There is a Scot, a Scottish Terrier, mm. a little black one that lives next door. Yeah. Named Scotty. Wow. <sighs> and then there's a big bloodhound named Trusty. Oh. But he can't smell anything anymore. <laughs> Because he's so old. That's so sad. But he tries anyway. Yeah. And he talks like, he's like, well. <laughs> His voice is like really low and slow. And he's like, oh, I reckon. It's <laughs> really cute. Because it's just, he's just an old man. Yeah. Um, but they're friends. And, you know, she like, they, it's uh, Jim and I don't remember her name. Nancy. Yeah. But she always, because Lady thinks that the man's name is Jim Deer because Aww. that's what the she woman always calls yeah. him. I don't remember her name, but you know, it's just about her like living in this big fancy house and then they have a baby hmm. and they're kind of just like not dealing with her anymore. Is because... the baby's name Baby? Yeah. <laughs> this is how everyone else in the movie is named. Kind of, yeah, basically. <laughs> but she's like, what do I do? You know, she kind of, 
she was like the that was it she was just like the only you know person in her house and then now there's a baby and she's like what do i do with this baby and Mm -hmm. they're kind of like lady we can't deal with you and they like put her out they get her a dog house and they like put her outside and stuff and she's just like i've never been outside overnight you know like and it's really sad and then they get a nanny i think she might be somebody's aunt and she comes over to watch the baby for a little bit, and she brings her two Siamese cats. Oh, yeah. This is where the racism comes Super from. Super racist. Yeah. Right. Yes. And they fuck up a bunch of stuff in the house, and then Lady sees a rat, and they fuck up a bunch of stuff in the house, so the, the aunt is the one who puts her outside. Oh, And okay. then she sees a rat going into the baby's room, like, through a window, oh. and so she's like, I have to go save the baby. Yeah. And so she goes in to get the rat, but... They're like, lady, what's gotten into you? Because she's like growling and stuff. And so they kick her out. Aww. And then I think that's when she meets Tramp. And he's like, you don't, you shouldn't be tied like this. You should be free yeah. to do whatever you want. And so they kind of go explore the city for a little bit. I and they can go... show you the world. Yeah. That's when they go have dinner at the restaurant, mm-hmm. which the guy there calls it Butch. Because he's got like different names all over the oh, yeah. city, depending on who's been feeding him. And that's he calls cute. him Butch. And it's cute. And they have, yeah, spaghetti dinner. And then she ends up in the pound. And she meets, like, the cutest little dog named Trixie who sings one of my favorite Disney songs. The one that's like, he's a tramp. Oh, yeah. But I love him. And Scotty and Trusty try to go find her. And I think one of them gets hit by a carriage. Oh, no. But everybody's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ends up okay. He's Back like, in carriage times. He's got like a bandage and he's limping, but oh. he doesn't die. Yeah. And then they adopt Tramp also, and they have babies. Wait, who adopts Tramp? Jim Deere and whatever his wife's name is. Oh, they realized that they were being bad dog parents? Yeah. Nice. Because they find the rat and they're like, oh man, she was just trying to protect uh... our baby. And so they go find her at the pound. Yeah. And they bring her home and then... He comes to live with them, too. And then they have little babies, which all the girl babies look like her and the boy babies look like him, which is not how dog breeding works. But <laughs> That's not how that it's works. It's really cute because they're trying to take a picture of all of them and they all have big bows. It's at Christmas time and they all yeah. have big bows around their necks and they're just tiny, soft versions of like their yeah. parents and it's adorable. That's but, cute. Uh, yeah. But silly. The end. Okay, cool. Yeah, they go to the zoo at one point, too. I forgot about that. Oh, because they put a muzzle on Lady mm. and... They're at the zoo, and the tramp is like, hang on, I know somebody who can take that off for you. And they go to meet a beaver. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, I'll chew it off. That's He's cute. like a really kind of an obnoxious character. And then there's like a huge commotion at the zoo. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Because she's like very sheltered. So instead of baby's day out, it's lady's day out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's like super sheltered, and so she doesn't know anything about anything. And then yeah. when she gets to the pound, and Trixie's like, oh, yeah, he... We all know him. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And Lady's like, oh, I thought he was... He's been around. Special, but he just will flirt with anybody and... Yeah. Yeah. He's a dog. Yep. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. I'm ready to fall in love. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I got hearts in my eyes. It is cute, but there are just parts of it that I think are more scary and more intense than is necessary like the scene where they are trying to find her at the end is like super dark and rainy yeah and they're like running through the streets because he if there's any disney drama behind this one ooh, probably yeah i wonder when it came out it's pretty old yeah i just remember trusty 
trying to sniff like super wet cobblestones and it's like even a you know a really good dog yeah with a keen sense of smell wouldn't be able to do that because it's hard but he's just like he's trying no it's definitely this way and you know they're just having a really hard time pulling a luigi mario yep he just feels it <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen to the pipes <laughs> listen to the pipes all my life uh yeah yeah okay but i haven't seen it in a long time and i am excited to watch it because i have good feelings about it yeah besides the racism besides the racism which we'll talk about yeah i'm sure because that's what we're here for we're we taking are... a critical look yeah at our childhoods yep yeah. And we the movies. We are Siamese, if you please. We are Siamese, if you don't please. Yeah, I remember that. That song was on, like, did you ever have, when you were a kid, like, the sing-along videos mm-hmm. that Disney put out? That yeah. was on one of them. It was just like, of all the songs. I remember having the Lion King soundtrack cassette tape mm-hmm. that we listened to in the car, like, every day. Yeah. And I'm sure it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though my mom wouldn't let me sing the opening song that's what? not in English. Oh. Because she thought it might be, you might be saying like, I love Satan, you know, or something. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Could happen. These lines. Could have been. And their devil worship. Nasabenya definitely means let me in. Yep. Satan. Let me in, Satan. Let me in. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go call my pal Satan. Okay. And uh, watch this movie. <laughs> Turns out she was right. <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to make my dogs watch it with me. Oh. Yeah. That Actually, is it's a... probably a bad idea. There's a lot of barking. It's like a idea. lot of barking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. It'll yeah. be fun. Cool. Okay, let's do that. Okay, bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, that was a fucking racist movie. Yeah, it sure was. It's got and, the disclaimer at the beginning and everything. Yeah. And we expected some of it. We talked about it at the top. Mm-hmm. But there was even more. Yeah. It's just like every person who wasn't white was weird looking. 
Yeah, they were just <laughs> an extreme caricature yeah. of, you know. Yeah. Which could be done. It's it's just like such a fine line between like racist and diverse. Yeah. You know, or it's like, oh, we we're showcasing all of these like people and it's like, no, you've boiled them down to, you know, very stereotypical caricatures of themselves. It was a yeah, it was a pretty underwhelming movie. It was kind of boring. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't bad. And I know that it came out, you know, a million years ago. Right. So the standards are different. But there are a lot of scenes where I was just like, there's really nothing happening right now. Yeah. It does start off, if you watch it on Disney+, Plus. it's like, which I, I think is good. You know, same thing that they did with Peter Pan, where they're like, we're not going to take this down. We're not going to yeah. cut it out. We're not going to, you know, sweep under the rug the things that we did. We think it's important to show them, but we want you to know that it's not a good thing. And yes. so I think that is the way to tackle things like this. For sure. It's just unfortunate. That is there in the first place. So the IMDb says, The romantic tale of a sheltered uptown cocker spaniel dog and a streetwise downtown mutt. Mm-hmm. Is he streetwise? He gets in a lot of trouble. But he always gets out of trouble. Yeah, he doesn't get caught for a long time. That's true. We get, like, we do at the beginning, you get this cute little, like, quote that says, In the whole history of the world, there is but one thing that money cannot buy, to wit, the wag of a dog's tail. That's cute. And then it says, and so it is to all dogs, be they ladies or tramps, that this picture is respectfully dedicated, which was just adorable. Uh, My dog was watching it with me. Well, Agnes was. Yeah. One of the foster pups was watching it with me. And even when there weren't dogs on the screen, she was like very interested in the noises. Yeah. She was was really into the soundtrack of this movie. Yeah. It was was cute. Very cute. So starts off at Christmas time Mm -hmm. and we see a big old house. At the end of a street, all decked out, and we see the tree and everything go in the living room, and all the presents are open, and there's one left, and it's a big hat box, which the guy, whose name is Jim. Jim Deer. Yes. Gives to the lady, whom everyone calls Darling. Yes. I don't know if that's her name or not, but yeah. even her friends call her that. I know. But she's like, oh, is it the the one that I was admiring, all trimmed in ribbons? And he mm. says, well, it does have a ribbon on it. And she opens it, and it's a puppy. Yeah, how'd they get that puppy in there? Can it breathe? How is it not making noise this whole time? I know. Just asleep, I guess. Yeah. Walt Disney did this in real life for his wife, Lily, because he was supposed to have dinner with her, and he forgot, and she was cranky at him about it. So he brought her a big old hat box, and inside was a chow puppy. Oh. And she immediately forgave him. (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, sorry I forgot about dinner. Here's a 10-year commitment. Right. (laughs) Maybe she wanted one anyway. Yeah. Hopefully they had discussed it prior. Yeah. But inside the little hat box is a little Cocker Spaniel, and they name her Lady. Mm -hmm. And she's so little. Yeah. And Jim gets a little basket with a blanket in it to sleep in, and they like tuck her in, which is cute, because they put the blanket on top of her. Mm -hmm. But she just won't stay in it. Right. She keeps getting up and leaving, because... The room that she's in has like one of those swinging doors. Yeah. So she keeps going out, coming back, going out and coming back until they finally give up and are like, okay, fine. Just sleep in the bed with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because Darling says, can it, you know, maybe just for this one night because she's new and you know it's a weird place and she'll be lonely. And he's like, no, we have to stand firm, which he is correct. You got to stand firm. Set the president now. Show her who's boss. And they're like, but come on and he's like okay but one night <laughs> and then of course we flash forward six months yeah she's still sleeping in the bed yeah and the clock strikes six and she is up she's mm. running around she's getting everybody up and jim's like okay 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 i'm awake and then he's like 
damn it, it's Sunday, lady. Yeah. Can't you talk to this dog about Sundays? Right. <laughs> but she goes outside and does dog stuff. Yeah. She's chasing birds, burying a bone. She sees a rat in the woodpile, which the rat in this is so creepy. He's huge, too, yeah. and nasty. Yeah. But she chases it out of the yard, goes and gets the paper, which she does a terrible job of bringing back inside because she just shreds it. Yeah. I do think that it's cute that he's like, Lady is so helpful because we haven't had to see any terrible headlines recently. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's just a huge hole in the paper yeah. now. You know, and they give her some coffee and a donut. And it's I just know. like, it's so sweet. They just love this dog so much. And I like that they do show her being a dog. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, Lady in the Tramp, oh, this like uptown Cocker Spaniel, she, they could have made her like really stuck up and like not want to get dirty and stuff. But yeah, she's, yeah, she, she digs in the dirt. Yeah. And I like that she gets actually scary looking when she growls at the rat. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Deere realizes that she is six months old and it's time for her to get a license. Yeah. And they're just, they're pet. She's because she's a Cocker Spaniel, she has these giant ears that have like beautiful curly hair on them. Yeah. And I was like, I remember being a child and having hair envy for this dog. <laughs> I want dog I hair. It's like, it looks so soft and yeah. like it's so voluminous. And so now we meet Jock, mm. who is a Scottish Terrier. And he's burying some bones and singing a little song about it. And Lady comes up to see him, which I love that they just have like kind of free reign of the neighborhood. Like yeah. they just go to visit each other whenever they want. And shows him her new collar. Mm-hmm. And Jock's like, well, we got to go show Trusty. Yes. You know and how he so, gets about these things. Yeah. So they go <laughs> to see Trusty, who is a giant bloodhound sleeping on his porch and dreaming. And Jock tells Lady that Trusty used to chase criminals with mm-hmm. his grandpappy. Yeah. But he can't do it anymore because he has lost his sense of smell, which is just the worst fate to befall a dog. He... <laughs> I love this little caterpillar that he like chases though, because he's like got little stripes on, and he like yeah, he looks loses like him. He's escaped prison. Yeah, yeah. And then so Trusty like can't find him because he goes in a hole in the porch, and then he like is sniffing around, and then goes up to Lady and Jock and sniffs them and wakes up, and he's like, "Oh shit, where'd he go?" And they're like, "Where did who go?" And he starts describing him, and he's like, "He was about six foot tall." <laughs> and the caterpillar looks at himself and is like, "Yeah, I'm six feet tall." Yeah, it's just so cute. I know, the classic Disney bugs. Yes. Like bugs in old Disney movies are all cute. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, the cute little caterpillar gets away and then they talk for a while about how nice it is to have a, a dog license. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about their collars. Yep. And Trusty tries to tell a story about his grandpa, Old Reliable. Old Reliable. Don't recollect if I mention Old Reliable. And they're both like, yes, the million times. So Thank many you. times. <laughs> so Jim comes home. He's like walking up the sidewalk coming home and yells for Lady. And she runs across the street and she's just like, hi. And it's just very, very sweet. Yeah, they race each other home. Yeah. And she wins because she's a dog. And then she's like waits on the porch, like on her hind legs. And he gives her a treat. And mm. it's just so cute. Yep. Like the way that they talk to each other. And then in a you know tiny bit of foreshadowing, Darling yeah. says, I don't think that lady anything could ever take Lady's place in our hearts. Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> but now we're going to see what somebody else is up to. Because <laughs> we're at a train yard and there's a scruffy dog sleeping. Yeah. And he wakes up and stretches and drinks some water and rinses off in some like runoff. <laughs> He's like ready to start his day. Yeah. They 
went through so many names for this dog in like pre-production for this movie, including Homer, Rags, and Bozo. Oh, and then they finally settled on we'll just call him the Tramp. Yeah. And the model for him was actually a real life dog that one of the screenwriters saw on the street, just like this stray dog running around. Yeah. And she like ran off into the bushes, but then later they found her at the pound and she was like hours from being put down because she'd been there for so long. And they were like, no, we'll take her. And then she lived the rest of her life at the Disneyland pony farm. I know. I do. It doesn't, it didn't say anywhere, but I wonder what they named her. Yeah. But I just thought that was cute (laughs) that there's like a real life dog. Yeah, that got rescued because of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Tramp, Butch. <laughs> yeah. What Mike. Mike Fritzy. <laughs> <laughs> he heads off downtown to find some breakfast, and he's like looking around at all the restaurants like, oh, do I want this breakfast or this breakfast? And one of them is a pastry shop, and he's like, oh, too much starch. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the dog thinking about that? But he decides to go to Tony's, mm-hmm. and there's a very excited overly italian man there who is excited to see him because he hasn't seen him in a while and he throws him a bone and calls him butch yep so he's hanging out gnawing on this bone near a fence and he hears some whistling and so he sticks his head out to see what's going on and there's a dog catcher who is hammering up signs and then he walks away so once the coast is clear tramp goes out to look at it and he reads this fucking sign yeah dogs can read (laughs) yeah hell yeah and it says any dog caught without a license will be taken to the pound. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, shit. You know, we got to, me and my bros got to be on the lookout. And he sees the carriage that the dog catcher is driving. And it's got, like, two of his friends in it. So he runs over and he's like, hey, guys, we got to lay low. You know, like, they're they're really cracking down on dogs without licenses. Yeah. And he lets them out. And they're like, will do. Thanks, buddy. And they yeah. take off. And it's an English bulldog which is the, with the heaviest Cockney accent. Yes. That's so cute. And then a Pekingese named Peg. And he distracts the dog catcher long enough for them to get away. Yeah. And the dog catcher chases after him for a while. Some shenanigans ensue. And he ends up in like the nice part of town. Mm-hmm. Which he calls Snob Hill. Yeah, he's like checking it out. And he's like, man, there's, what does he say? I forget the first part. Oh, there's a lid on every trash can. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So he's like, I'll check it out. I wonder how the leash and collar set live their life. Yeah. And so then we see Trusty and Jock who have gone to visit Lady and she's sad in the backyard. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh, what do we do? You know, what happened? And she says it's because Jim Deere has been acting super weird and ignoring her. And the other day he came home and she was like, you know, she did her whole thing where she was on her back legs and he just walked right past her and went into the house. And yeah, then so she went. Like, just shut the door, you know, didn't even let her in with him. Yeah. And then when she got in the house, she overheard him calling her that dog. Yeah. And she was just like, he has never called me that before. And then Darling won't take her on their normal afternoon walks or play fetch with her and smacked her on the butt when she was like, it didn't even hurt, but she's never hit me before. Yeah. I know. It made me feel really bad about, like... Smacking my dogs on the butt when um, they do something bad. You gotta sometimes. Just like, I know. <laughs> I was like, but do they then go off and they're like, what? And I'm like, you know what you did wrong. <laughs> but she just doesn't understand why they won't pay attention to her. Or yeah, she, her. She, and she feels like it's her fault, like she did something. She exactly. doesn't know what it is, but she thinks that it's her fault. Yeah. And Trusty and Drock kind of fumble through an explanation. <laughs> they're yeah, like, they're- 
pass it back and forth. They put the clues together to realize that it's because Darling is pregnant. Right. But Lady doesn't know that and doesn't understand. Yeah, she's never seen a baby. Right. And they're like, you know, the birds and the bees, you know, the stork, <laughs> you know, when two humans love each other. Right. Like, just... Th- She's like, what are you talking Just about? Like she's going to have a baby. Right. Which they finally do. Yeah. But they're talking about how great babies are. They're like, you know, they, they give you somebody to play with and someone to protect. And they're so soft and sweet. And yeah. they smell great. And then Tramp just shows up in the yard. And he's like, oh, babies are the worst. Yeah. You're not allowed to make noise anleaves If you scratch an itch, they're like, oh, you got fleas. Get out. Get them away from the baby. Yeah. He's like, and, you know, the next thing you know. You're outside in a leaky doghouse eating leftover baby food and you don't get nice steaks anymore or to lay by the fire. And Yep. And Jock like chases him off. He's like, listen, Scruffian, we don't have any time for you. Get out of here. Scruffian. Get out of this yard. And Tramp's like, okay, 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 I'm going. But just remember, when the baby moves in, the dog moves out. Nobody ever comes in. <laughs> Nobody ever goes out. So Jim Deere and Darling are getting ready for the baby. They're talking about like... There's no way that they can know if it's a boy or a girl until it's born. And so Jim's like, I want a boy. And Darling's like, I want a girl. So Mm -hmm. they're decorating the room very conflicting styles. Yeah. In the middle of a snowstorm, she sends him out for some watermelon and chop suey. Yeah. (laughs) They have a baby shower where all the ladies are telling Darling how wonderful she looks. And all the men are telling Jim how terrible he looks. Mm -hmm. And everyone is ignoring Lady. Yes. I don't understand that. I know what you can't just pet the dog. She's so I right go there. to a party. I'm like, where's the dog? Yeah, where's the cat? Yeah, the baby's not even there yet. Oh. Pet that freaking dog. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? And now it's April, and the doctor is there. And actually, the doctor's already leaving. Thankfully, we didn't have to go through a birthing scene. <laughs> That would be intense. But Jim is on the phone with Aunt Sarah, saying it's a boy, and he's very excited. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, everything went well, I guess. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Now the baby's here and he's crying. And Lady is like, what is a baby? Yeah, she sings that little song called What is a Baby? It's a really weird song. Yeah. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. Because she's just kind of like whisper talking. Yeah. And then every once in a while she'll like sing a line. But she is kind of slinking through the house quietly because i think she's kind of afraid to like even disrupt anybody anymore because she feels like she's done something so wrong yeah but anyway she goes upstairs and she goes into the nursery or into the bedroom and darling is like holding the baby and singing to him and then lays him down in his bassinet and then jim comes in and finally remembers his dog and it like pets her on the ears and then like picks her up to be like here do you want to look at this baby and they all are just there together and they're petting her and she's just like oh i'm a part of this family again yeah Yeah. and this baby is so cute like i'm gonna take care of him i will protect and then suddenly jim deer and darling are going somewhere and Lady gets upset because she thinks that they're just gonna abandon the baby yeah which i'm like just talk to your dog yeah which they kind of do after you know darling's like oh she thinks we're running out on him and they're like no we'll be back we're just gonna be gone for a few days and aunt sarah will be here and everything's fine and she's like oh okay so like as soon as they tell her what's going on i know i'm like just talk to your dog they should have been talking to her this whole time right how do you not i just talk to my dogs all the time same it does seem really soon to be leaving this baby where are they going baby store (laughs) they're leaving for like a couple days yeah and aunt sarah's like you don't want to miss your train so they're like 
going somewhere. Oh, yeah. I just don't know where. Anyway, Aunt Sarah shows up. Yeah. And brings her cats. I think it's funny that they don't show Jim Deere and Darling's faces very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. But they immediately are like, here's Aunt Sarah. She's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at her face. That's true. Yeah. You see her whole body. Like, yeah. When while she walks she's in the untying door. her bonnet and stuff and mm-hmm. talking and you see a lot of it. Yeah. And it is very interesting because you, yeah, you don't see anybody else's face. When you do, it's kind of like almost ethereal out of focus. Mm hmm. Of the other people. Yeah, but Aunt Sarah is like a whole person. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, it was obviously done on purpose because they were like, well, this movie is from the point of view of a dog. Mm -hmm. But it's like she would know what Jim Deere and Darling looked like better than anybody else. Right. So it's interesting that they don't show their faces, Mm -hmm. but they show, you know, Tony and Joe and Aunt Sarah and yeah, the other people that are not a part of Lady's life. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, Aunt Sarah comes in. She shoes them away. She shuts Lady out of the house, mm-hmm. and then Lady goes around the house up through the dog door, and then she shuts her out of the baby room. Yeah. So Lady goes back downstairs, and here is where we meet the Siamese cats, who are named Sai and Am. Get it? This part is so overt. Yeah. It's not even a little bad. Nope. It is 100% bad. Yeah, it was just, you can see the progression in, I mean, in all media, but where it was like, okay, we're not allowed to, you know, make fun of black people anymore. Yeah. But Asian people are still on the table. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so bad. I know. And this, I mean, the way that they're drawn, like they have giant teeth and, you know, their eyes and the way that like their grammar is really bad and. Yes. It's just rough. And they're terrorizing the house. Everything in the house. Well, that's just a cat thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the the implication of like tying that stereotype to something that is quote unquote bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, they could have just been bad cats. Yeah. They didn't have to be weird Siamese cats. Representations. With this weird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's Um, uncomfy. But they are. Originally, these cats were supposed to be named Nip and Tuck, which is like... That's cute. Better, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you could have just had them be bad cats without it yeah, being a race thing. But it is. Anyway, they cause all kinds of destruction during their song. They're terrorizing the bird, knocking over a vase, scratching up the curtains. They try to eat the fish, but Lady saves it. Yeah, which is sweet. Yeah, it's just really cute that she's just trying to stop all of this destruction of her house. You know, she doesn't care about these cats. She's just like, this is my home. Yeah, I'm going to keep it safe. Don't eat the bird or the fish. Yeah. And then they hear the baby crying and they're like, oh, shit. If, you know, where there's babies, there's milk. Maybe we can get some. Yeah. And so they start to go upstairs and she's just like puts her foot down. She's like, absolutely not. You're not getting anywhere near that baby. I don't trust you guys. You've already caused so much destruction and you've been here for five minutes. Yeah. And so they get into a fight and Lady like crashes. Well, they crash into a bunch of stuff and Lady like crashes into it, causing a ruckus. So when Aunt Sarah comes down, the cats are just like laying around, like meowing pitifully. And And she's like, oh, my poor babies, that awful dog attacked you. And so she takes the cats upstairs. Yeah. And then she takes Lady to get a muzzle. Yeah. Like, immediately. Like, she just got here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this dog is a menace. This dog has been living here with this baby this whole time. Yeah. And these people, you know, they're yeah. not going to be like, oh, our dog's a vicious beast, so. Good luck. 
Yeah. Like, she's the sweetest dog there is. Yeah. But I guess he makes muzzles, but has never worked with dogs before because he has a really hard time putting the muzzle and leash on. Yeah. And then she just runs out the door. Yeah. And runs away and causes a bunch of ruckus. I know. And gets almost hit by a bunch of carriages. She gets chased by some mean old stray dogs. And then Tramp shows up, chases them off, and is like, what are you doing over here? Yeah. Is it, does he already call her Pigeon? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, what are you doing over here, Pigeon? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But he sees the muzzle and he's like, well, shit. All right. We got to go get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. And he has just the plan. Yeah. He's like, we got to go to the zoo. And she's like, why? Yep. <laughs> Because it's ladies day out. Later, they'll go to a construction site and visit the old <laughs> folks home. Right. Yeah. The lady's like, we're not allowed to go in the zoo. The, the sign says no dogs allowed. Yeah. I'm like, these dogs can read. It's incredible. It is. But Tramp's like, no, no, no. I know. We just needed to create a diversion. So right. he sees this nerdy guy walking by and pretends to be his dog. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just like distracts you know gets the police officer's attention and the cops like hey your dog has to have a leash and a license and a collar and he's like that's not my dog but then tramps like playing with him and like petting him and sitting next to him like yes i love this Drums man up in his arms yeah at one point, yeah and the guy's like seriously i've never seen this dog before in my life and he's like oh you think i was born yesterday do you so yeah. they get into a fight the cop and the professor guy and while they're fighting lady and the tramp sneak into the zoo yep and Tramp's like, all right, let's check this place out. Let's go in alphabetical order to figure out who can help us. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, we can't ask the apes because they're too close to being human. Yeah. And they won't understand. Mm-hmm. The alligator is like, hell yeah, I can help, but it's just going to bite Lady's head off. And then everybody laughs at them. Yeah. Uh, but then we meet the beaver who fells a tree into the zoo. <laughs> I know. He like takes out a whole fence. Yeah. Like this zoo is very... Uh- unregulated yeah <laughs> no one is paying There's attention nobody around yeah but uh yeah he just knocks over a whole tree and it comes crashing down and then they're like oh a beaver that's perfect yeah and so tramp tries to ask him for help but he's like no no no, i'm way too busy could not stop for a second you see that river over there i gotta dam it up i'm losing water by the second mm. can't even stop to look at you good day sir <laughs> yeah and tramp's like it'll only take a second but he's like no i i don't have yeah. time yeah. he like keeps interrupting him don't care don't care yeah gotta chew on this part of the tree i'm busy but then tramp is like well you're having a hard time moving this log so i have a log puller right here and it cuts log pulling time by 66 percent. he turns into like a little dog salesman yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a qvc guy he's like call now and i'll throw in the yeah and then whatever they so they convince the beaver to bite the muzzle off and give it to him so that he can put the muzzle on his head and use the handle of the leash to pull on logs. Yeah. And he's like, oh, great. This is going to work great. And he does it. And then he does a bunch of flips and <laughs> rolls down a hill. But yeah. the log lands exactly where it needs to. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Say, it works. I can't whistle like that. He no. does the, like, he whistles every time he does the letter S. Yeah. Say. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Especially because yeah. there's a second where, like, Lady... You know, because he's like, wait, wait, the beaver's like, don't go yet. I have to try it out and make sure I want to buy it, you know, before we start discussing prices. And Tramp's like, oh, no, that one's, it's yours. It's, you know, free of charge, man. And Lady's like, yeah, think of it as a free sample. Yeah. And Tramp looks at her like, yeah, she's got some street smarts. Look at her. You know, she's joining in on the, yeah, which is cute the way that he looks at her. And now it's evening and they have a lovely stroll through the night. Lady tells Tramp the whole story about Aunt Sarah. 
And then Tramp is like, well, the trick is to not get tied down to one family. Mm -hmm. You need to have lots of families that don't have you. Yeah. She's like, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he says, here, let me explain. On Monday, I go to the Schultz's house where Mama Schultz makes wiener schnitzel. Mm -hmm. They call me a little Fritzy. On Tuesdays, I go to the O'Brien's house for corned beef and they call me Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Mike? Yeah. And then he takes her to Tony's to get some dinner. Scratches out the back door like he did before. He like tells her to, you know, hold back. Yeah. And then Joe shows up and he's like, oh shit, it's Butch. I'm going to bring you some bones. Mm-hmm. And then Joe says, Tony, Butch is here. So then Tony comes out and Tony is this giant Italian man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Butch, we haven't seen you in so long. And then Tramp's like, look, I brought this dog with me. He's like, oh, you got a little girlfriend there with you. Huh? And he mm-hmm. says, you take Tony's advice and settle down with this one, eh? <laughs> Which he's just like so pleased with himself, goes off to make their food. And lady's like, this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you bring girls here a lot? Yeah. But Tramp's like, uh, uh, I mean, Tony, he uh, he knows speaking English so good, which is like, oh, my God. Great. Calm down. (laughs) But uh, Tony is insane. Yeah, has lost his mind. He's completely lost. Actually, he puts out a little table. Yep. With a little menu. He gives a menu to the dogs. Yeah, it's got candles, breadsticks, a tablecloth. Yeah. (laughs) All that is like, okay, sure. But then he hands him a menu and says, what do you want to eat? And then Tramp barks at him and he's like, okay, uh, you got it. (laughs) Like spaghetti noddle. Okay, that's where you've lost it completely. Yeah. And Tony says, All right, two spaghetti's coming up. Yeah. Joe says, Tony, dogs don't talk. He goes, He's a talking to me. <laughs> okay, he's a talking to you. You're the boss. Yeah, Mario and Luigi serving dinner. Honestly, it's not so bad until Tony gets like kind of is like threatening Joe. He's like, Do what you say, do what I say, or I'm gonna like bash your head in or something. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Whoa. He could just be like a silly Italian man without like immediately going to like violence. But anyway, he brings a giant, you know, the classic scene. We all know. He brings a giant plate of spaghetti with meatballs. He grabs his accordion. Joe grabs his loot. They're out there serenading these dogs. I'm like, don't you have a restaurant to run? (laughs) I mean, we know it's not Monday or Tuesday, but. The most beautiful (laughs) night. They call it Bellanote. That's the song. It's been in my head. Yeah. For the last 48 hours. Side by side <laughs> with your loved ones. It's great. It's a yeah. banger. It is. It slaps. Can't wait to hear it in the club. They <laughs> They almost did not include this scene in this movie. Oh, yeah? Because Walt Disney was like, that's going to be dumb as shit. <laughs> But it's like, so classic. They told it, you know, they were like, here's what we're going to do. He was like, dogs eating spaghetti is going to look stupid. <laughs> it's not going to be romantic at all. Yeah. Like, cut it. And Frank Thomas, who is one of the nine old men. Yeah, I saw the, at the opening credits, it's like animators and it's the nine old men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Thomas single-handedly did this whole scene because oh. he was like, no, 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 fuck it. I don't need your storyboard. I don't, I'm going to do it. Look, trust me. Just, yeah. just trust me. And then he, so he did it and then he brought it back to Disney and Disney was like, well, damn, that's romantic as hell. Like, <laughs> great job. I'm going to go kiss my wife. <laughs> so I thought that was really cute. But it's just interesting, you know, one of those things that you're like, this is the scene that everybody remembers from this movie. Yeah. It, it was that close to not existing at all. I, yeah. If that scene didn't happen, 
I wonder if it would remain such a classic tale. Yeah, you probably know? not. Because, I mean, there's not, not, none of it, none of the rest of it is as memorable as right. the scene Yeah, is. just the racism. Yeah. So they end up staying out all night and they sleep in the park and they wake up with the sunrise. And it is cute because Tramp wakes up with the lady's ear over him. Yeah. And he like snuggles into it. He's like, hee hee. Yeah. But lady wakes up and is like, well, shit, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. And Tramp's like, why? Life is fun and free. We have the whole city. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. You don't want to go home. There's so much to explore. But she says, I have a job now. I have to take care of this baby. Exactly. And he's like, all right, I'll walk you home. Yep, you win. So they're heading home. And he's like, all right, listen, I know, I know, I know what I said, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to take you home. But have you ever chased a chicken? (laughs) She's like, of course not. She's too good for that. Yeah. But he's like, come on, it's fun. Like, you have not lived. Trust me. And she's like, okay, but we're not going to hurt him, right? He's like, no, no, we're just going to wake him up a little bit, ruffle their feathers a little bit, and then we'll get away. Everything's great. So they chase the chickens a bit until a man with a shotgun comes out and shoots at them a couple times, and they take off running. And he is just like, woo, what a great time that we're having. Yeah. Like, just having the time of his life. And she is struggling to keep up and gets nabbed by the dog catcher. And he doesn't see it happening. Yeah, he's still like hooping and hollering. And then he turns around and is like, hello? Mm-hmm. Where that bitch at? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just going through the streets going, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yep, but she has been carted away. And now she's at the pound. Yeah. So <laughs> at the pound, the bulldog from earlier is there. There's a Borzoi. Uh-huh. And the Pekingese. Yeah. There. What's her name? Peg. Peg. Yeah. Uh, some sort of mutt and a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> and they're howling a very sad song together. Yeah. And it is to cover up the sound of a Dotson who is digging a hole. Mm-hmm. But while they're digging, the door opens and he has to cover it back up. And they're like, what's this? Yeah. What is it? Um, Somebody coming in with the dog. <laughs> Just any dog. Just a dog. <laughs> no, the dog catcher comes in with Lady. Yeah. Puts her in a kennel. Yeah, I didn't recognize it before, but when the bulldog started talking, I was like, I have definitely heard this guy's voice before. Yeah. And it's the guy who voices Smee in the Peter Pan cartoon. Oh. And he's in a bunch of other things, but I was like, oh. Not Bob Hoskins. It's Smee. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all talking to her. The scruffy mutt is named tuffy which is adorable Mm. there's all these dogs are just so cute yeah and they're kind of like picking on her yeah but peg is there and she's like just leave her alone you know right and boris the borzoi yes very russian says don't worry about those guys they're just picking on you because honestly they're really jealous that you have a license yeah boris is over the top he is <laughs> Russian. he is it's just it's interesting though because i was thinking about this because it's like yeah i mean it's it's just it really is just a matter of privilege because when you see like the siamese cats or you see pedro the chihuahua and it's like ugh, these like they're all really extreme caricatures but it's more offensive to see the siamese cats and the chihuahua because those are like more marginalized groups where right. when you see boris it's still a really like caricature of like a russian you know guy but you're like yeah. russians aren't really like you know they're oppressed white people yeah, so yeah. like you know they so it's like well i'm not as offended by that one as i am by these other ones so it i mean it really is just like a matter of 
the group. It's just it was just interesting to have that so blatantly illustrated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Boris is sweet because he's Boris always are just funny looking, and they so are. he's just this like super weird dog with his long face and they're his, like, supposed to be one of the dumbest dog breeds too. Really? Yeah. If you Google like smartest and dumbest dog breeds are always in the top five of any list of like the dumbest that's so funny i mean it makes sense because like they're really big dogs Mm. but they have tiny little heads yeah and really long noses yeah they're really funny looking they are i like them but they're very strange boris was actually supposed to be the main character oh it was the movie supposed to be called lady and boris and then they were like that's a really terrible title we don't like the way that sounds like it doesn't roll off the tongue yeah so they created the tramp character and started going from that angle and boris just got relegated to this like one scene yeah so boris like with his russian accent and everything was supposed to be the main character yeah that's not that's weird (laughs) i know (laughs) again one of those decisions that's like wow that changed the whole dynamic of this film. yeah so peg is like don't worry you know you have a license you'll be out of here right they'll come and get you don't worry about it but they get interrupted in their conversation because Tuffy tells them that Nutsy has taken the long walk. I know. The scene is intense. It's getting sad. Like, They're taking him to be euthanized. I know, but he doesn't know. No, he's wagging his tail. Yeah, he's uh, having a great time. It hurts my feelings. Yeah. But then they all start talking about how great the tramp is and how he would never get caught. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's so smart and cool. Yep. And he's got lots of ladies. Yeah. Yeah, because Boris is like, his one weakness, his Achilles heel, mm. is uh, the dames. Yeah. And then... Peg sings a song. Peg sings... I love this song so much. There's a part, though, that is, like, too long of her walking away, shaking yeah. her butt. Yeah. It's just... It's not weird. It's just, like, why... It just keeps going. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, okay, we get <laughs> she's it. She's, like, she's fading out, basically, yeah. and, like, walking away. And it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. It is a little bit reminiscent of that scene. Not as bad. But it's just a little reminiscent of that scene in Great Mouse Detective where there's just that like sexy mouse, you know, being like that yeah. kind of. And they're like, oh, Peg used to run the dog and pony circuit. You know, she used yeah. to be a show dog or whatever. So she's a performer. But I I just like this song so much. It's just so cute. Yeah. You know? He's a tramp. But, but I, I love him. him. So. Yep. I like it. But she, you know, basically they're saying, oh, yeah, he's had all these girlfriends. Trixie. Um there was another one and then pedro's sister that has like this really long rosita name chiquita chiquita something whatever. yeah the pedro de chihuahua is also just heavy-handed yep. racial yep. stereotyping yep uncomfy unnecessary yeah but boris is like one of these days he'll find a sweet little dog that he loves and he'll settle down he'll quit his wild ways and the other dogs are like, yeah, and that's when he's going to get careless and he'll get nabbed and then he'll get euthanized. So Yeah, because they've been trying to catch him and they'll, they won't even wait. They'll just euthanize him. Yeah, it's bad news for him. And Lady's just like, this is too much information. Yeah. She is overwhelmed. And then the dog catcher shows up and is like, it's time for you to go home, little lady. You know, we called the number on your license and we found your owners and you're going home. You're too nice of a dog to be in a place like this. Yeah. So she goes home to her doghouse. Yeah. So I'm sure Aunt Sarah is just going to leave her outside until Jim and Darling get back. But Trusty and Jock are there to uh, ask Lady to marry them? Yeah. One of them? Yeah. Because Jock is like, whichever one she chooses will still be friends. Yep. It's Yeah, it's weird. It's a really weird scene. 
it turns out they're asking her because they're like, if you just come live at our house, you'll be loved and taken care of and, you know, yeah. you can go inside again. And she's like, you know, that's very sweet of you. It really is. You guys are really good friends. Yeah, but no thank you. <laughs> and then Tramp shows up and he's brought a bone for Lady, but everybody is just ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And he tries to apologize, but she won't talk to him and she has been chained to her doghouse. I know. He, I mean, tries to apologize. He's like, I thought, like, honest, I thought you were right behind me. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know you were going to get hurt. Like, it's not my fault. He doesn't ever say that he's sorry. Right. Yeah. But then she just lays into him. She's like, I was so embarrassed and frightened and she's crying. And he was like, well, nobody would hurt a little trick like you. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, speaking of who is Trixie and Lulu and Rosita? And he's like, um... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I am deaf. I have to go. Yeah. And she says, listen, you worry about yourself. I'm not going to be blamed for when you get careless. And I don't care if you do get picked up. And he, he's very confused because he was not there for any of the conversation at the pound. Right. She's, <laughs> she's like, like, worry about your own heel. He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> but then she goes into her doghouse and cries. No, no. So he leaves. And as he's leaving, we see a rat sneaking into the yard and into the woodpile. And Lady sees it and she tries to chase it off. But the rat pretty quickly realizes that she can't get that far anymore. She's yeah. chained up. And so he can he just has to go around her and he can get in the house. And he does. He climbs up the trellis and into an open window, which is like, it's raining, but whatever. Yeah, close your windows. And he goes into the baby's room. So Lady is freaking out and barking a lot. Aunt Sarah just leans out the window and tells her to shut up. But Tramp comes back because he hears her and he's like, you know, what's going on? What's the deal? And she tells him, you know, there's a rat. It just went into the house. And he's like, immediately, he's like, how do I help? What do I do? How do I get in? And yeah. she says, you know, go through the little door on the back porch. And so he does. And he sees the rat and they have a fight. Yeah, they have a tussle. That rat is huge. It's dog sized. It is. It's so big. Yeah, yeah. So she breaks free of her doghouse, goes inside. And Tramp has chased the rat up onto the crib, mm-hmm. which... That knocks it over, and the baby cries, and Aunt Sarah wakes up. So Tramp does get the rat, which we don't see, thankfully. Yeah. But, you know, he, like, wins the battle. Uh-huh. He's got a little limp, but he comes out from behind the crib. Aunt Sarah comes in, gets the baby. The dogs are like, yeah, we saved the baby. Yeah. Look what a good job we did. But she just chases Tramp into a closet, and then Lady puts Lady down into the cellar. Yeah. And then calls the pound. But right then... Jim Deere and Darling come home mm-hmm. and they see the dog catcher leaving with the tramp and they're like, what's going on here? And he explains, oh, you know, we've been trying to get this dog for a long time. So he's coming with us and we're going to put him down. We caught him attacking a baby. Right. And they're, they're immediately like, just like, my baby? Uh, you just came out of our house. You yeah. know, like, our baby lives in there. So they're freaking out. They run in there and, you know, the baby's fine. And, like, we see that Jock and Trusty are watching, and they're like, yep, wow, what a no good. You know, we, we knew it. Yeah. Yeah. From the second that we saw him. And then Jim Deere and Darling get inside. They're, okay, baby's fine. And they're like, where's Lady? They let her out of the cellar, and she is freaking out. She's barking at him, you know, like, running back and forth. And Aunt yeah. Sarah's like, that dog is crazy. You know, she's trying to attack this baby. But Jim Deere's like, no, he, she's trying to tell us something. Yeah. We need to listen to her. So they follow her upstairs, where she shows them... We don't see it, but she shows them like where the rat has been killed. And yeah. they're like, oh, my God, 
you know, a rat. Do- yeah, that's... these dogs just saved our baby from the rat. Exactly. Which is like, is that a common thing that a rat would just be like, hell yeah, a baby. What's it going to do? I don't know. Take it with it? Yeah, but they all freak. They're like, a rat. And yeah. like we hear... I mean, that's all they say. And then we hear, yeah, Jock and Trusty outside. They're like, oh, no, we misjudged him. You know, like, we fucked up. I wonder up. if it's because it was so long ago. Yeah. And I mean, rats are gross anyway. But maybe it was Mr. Plegman. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. From Bristol. Yeah. You know, yeah. so maybe they're like, oh, they just carry so much disease. and Yeah. We just yeah. don't want him being filthy all over our baby i mean i guess like biting the baby Possibly. it just seems strange that a rat would be like i'm gonna go hang out with this baby yeah instead he of goes going straight to the kitchen. for it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah agreed but anyway but everybody is like shit we gotta go save this dog so trusty's like we have to stop the wagon and jock's like how we don't even know which direction it went but he's like we'll track him down we'll <laughs> sniff it out yeah and so they are and this is the scene that i was talking about at the top where they're like running through the wet and muddy streets and mm. just their little like splish splash footprints and him yeah. like trying to sniff in the mud which i mean is hard for any dog to sniff stuff that's wet yeah yeah that's a so. challenge for even the best of dogs but he does it he figures it out they yeah. get there it takes a while i know jock tries to tell him he's like let's give it up dude because we both know that you have no sense of smell yeah and trusty just looks at him he like gets real quiet and just like <laughs> and then just goes back to what he's doing and i'm like ooh, that was yeah, that was a look. You hurt his feelings. Yeah, but they they do. They find it. They catch up to it, and they bark at the horses to like spook them until the wagon flips over. And then Jim Deer and J- Darling do show up in a car. Yeah, with Lady in the back seat, and they get Tramp out of the carriage. Uh huh. But in the tussle and tumble, Trusty got a hit and is under the wagon wheel. Yeah. And Jock has tears in his little eyes. I know, and he's like howling. He like nudges Trusty and he doesn't move. And then Jock's just like sitting there like howling about it. And it's very sad, especially because in the original script, Trusty was not, he was just dead. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, you know, we're like, you cowards, <laughs> kill yeah. a character. But yeah. I'm really glad that they did not kill Trusty yeah, in no. this movie. Chief should have died. Yes. In Fox and the Hound, yes. I'm glad that Trusty lived. Yeah, there's no need for him to die. It would have just been needlessly sad. Yeah. If Chief doesn't die, then you have no reason for Copper to be mad. And also, Chief just sucked. And Chief sucked. Trusty's great. Yeah. And was trying to help out and didn't deserve to die. So he didn't, which is great. Yeah. Because, yeah, Walt Disney himself watched that scene and he was like, don't kill that dog. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so he put the kibosh on it. I agreed to the spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Do the killing. Do not kill this dog. So now it's Christmas time again. Yeah. And there's a little baby. Mm-hmm. He's up toddling around. Yeah, he's walking around. Bonking Tramp on the head with his rattle. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> and Jim Deere is trying to take a picture because we've got Lady and the Tramp and all their puppies. They have like five puppies. Yeah. And Tramp is wearing a collar. Yeah. With a license on it. Yeah. And then Jock and Trusty show up and Jock is wearing a little christmas sweater yeah a little plaid red and green sweater and trusty has his leg in a cast and it's so cute because they just walk up to the door yeah and jim is like oh look who's here and just lets them in the house he opens the door he says if you'll just step into the parlor i'll go see about some refreshments yes <laughs> it's so cute and we hear him say darling where's that box of dog treats that aunt sarah sent so we also learned that she tried to redeem herself yeah, by sending came around presents for the dog specifically which yep. is very cute and yeah 
we see, yeah, Tramp has a collar and they're like, look at you. You're legit, you know? Yeah. And one of the puppies is just unraveling Jock's sweater, which is very funny. Yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> Trusty realizes that none of these puppies have heard all of his stories about Old Reliable. Yeah. So he starts in on a story. I know. And then realizes that he's forgotten. He can't even remember it because he's like, don't reckon if I've ever mentioned Old Reliable. And all the little puppies are like, no, Uncle Trusty, you haven't. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, he used to say, uh. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't quite recollect. It's just so fucking cute. It is cute. they're all kind of laughing at it him. Is just, it's silly, though, that they... The boy puppies look yeah. like Tramp and the girl puppies look like Lady. Because that's yeah. not how that that's works. not how dogs work. No. Which they should have. It would have been fun to maybe try and like, hmm, what would these puppies look like? But yeah. yeah, it's just very silly that they're like <laughs> separated by sex. Yeah. The little puppy that unravels Jock's sweater's name is Scamp. Oh. Because they have a, there's a sequel, Lady and the Tramp 2 yeah. Scamp's Adventure. And it's all Aww. about him. That's I sweet. I, wonder, I don't know if the other puppies get names, but his name is Scamp. Love it's it. really cute. That's it. That's the end. The end. Ta-da. We've made it to the end. Yeah. It's a short little movie. Yeah. I think it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. it's. I think it's only an hour and 20. Is it a replay or a rewind? I mean, I would watch it again if somebody else wanted to. Yeah. I can't imagine having the urge to. Yeah. It's one of those that like, I will, I'll probably listen to the songs mm-hmm. and... Yeah, if it were on, you know, I'm not, I'm not scrambling to watch it again, but I'm also not like I'm never watching this movie yeah. again. Like, just kind of in that middle ground of like, yeah, it's fine. Did it make you cry? No. No? No. I got a little bit teary-eyed when Trusty got hit by the... Yeah. It's not even because of Trusty, but because of Jock being so sad that he, yeah. you know, is dead. I know. For all he knows, you know, and he's sitting there like literally crying about it and also like howling. I was just like, oh, this poor little old scruffy scotch man. Fair. Uh, it came out June 22nd, 1955. Damn. Almost a full 33 years before I was born, exactly. Damn. Uh, it had a budget of $4 million. In its initial release, it made $7.5 million, which is a lot in, in 1955. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has been re-released in theaters five times since then oh, and has made $187 million like Damn. over the course of you know all those re-releases yeah. and stuff. Uh, it has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fair. But it, when it came out, a lot of people, reactions to it were really polarized. People either loved it or hated it. Yeah. Which, I'm hating it just seems so extreme. But... Yeah, unless your hate for it is about the racial right, stereotypes. Which is okay. unlikely in 1955. Yeah, but I was going <laughs> to say, I don't think that's anybody's view at the time no time magazine said walt disney has for so long parlayed gooey sentiment and stark horror into profitable cartoons that most moviegoers are apt to be more surprised than disappointed to discover that the combination somehow does not work this time and then bosley crowther yeah these we we can't have our normal reviewers because i know (laughs) they weren't born yet (laughs) so long ago yeah bosley crowther of the new york times said that the film was not the best Disney has done in this line. The sentimentality is mighty, and the cinemascope size does not make for any less aware of the thickness of the goo. Okay. (laughs) It also magnifies the animation so that the flaws and poor 
foreshortening are more plain. Unfortunately and surprisingly, the artist's work is below par in this film. Oh, so, so he's saying that like the way it was filmed. Yes. Yeah. So this was the first movie, the first animated feature to be done in Cinemascope, yeah. which allowed it to be widescreen because everything up until this point was just like full screen, mm-hmm. like aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And movies were really starting to get into widescreen. And so they were like, well, we want to make this movie widescreen too. But what it meant was they had to like, kind of space characters out so that they were filling up the screen better and like they couldn't like up close focus on anybody because they had to worry about what was going on in the background and so it it was just really an adjustment period for Mm -hmm. them and they didn't quite handle it very well yeah so that's what a lot of people were saying they're like you know cinemascope is this huge thing right now but they kind of squandered it like they didn't it didn't help this movie at all right but someone from variety deemed the film a delight for the juveniles and a joy for the adults okay and Harrison's reports said the scintillating musical score and several songs, the dialogue and the voices, the behaviors and expressions of the different characters, the mellow turn of the century backgrounds, the beautiful color and sweep of the cinemascope process. All of these add up to one of the most enjoyable cartoon features Disney has ever made. Well, good for him. Yeah. So, you know, again, some people loved it. Some people hated it. Now, of course, it's widely regarded as a classic. It was named number 95 out of the 100 greatest love stories of all time by oh. AFI. In their 100 Years, 100 Passions special. A fire inside? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Davy Havoc loves this fucking movie. <laughs> I think that's interesting. I don't know. My constant complaint of how romance is portrayed in movies mm-hmm. is like, it is it like one of the greatest love stories? Yeah, they just met. They just met. And also all of the problems that they had didn't go away just right. because he saved the baby from the rat. Yeah. That wasn't like a turn of character either. I mean, it was a little bit because he was willing to, like, be a part of this home, I guess. But I don't know. You know, if he had managed to get away. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, he was, he could have just left. You know, he was gone and it wasn't his problem anymore. Yeah. And so he could have just left, but he chose to come back and, like, put himself in danger to right. save this baby. But we never see him be like, I care about you. I want yeah. to take care of you. You know, like, right. they don't really do any of that. But anyway, I mean, it's fine. I, I'm going to get it. Yeah, like, it's cute, but it's like, yeah. is it the, it's, well, it's not the most romantic. It's number 95 out of 100. So way down there on the list. <laughs> but it made the list. It did. Yeah, there's a lot of people that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who voices Jock, his name's Bill Thompson. He also voices Joe the Chef, mm-hmm. the Cockney Bulldog, whose name was just Bull, and the Dachshund, Doxy. <laughs> yeah, Doxy. Uh, like he said, he also voiced Mr. Smee. He voices the White Rabbit and the Dodo in Alice in Wonderland. Oh. And he voices Uncle Waldo in the Aristocats was one of the oh. last things he did before he died, which I love Uncle Waldo. He's such a... Do you remember him? No. He's a goose and he's like oh. super drunk. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> can't fucking hold himself up. And his little two goose nieces are just like, oh, Uncle Waldo. It's so fucking cute. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to that movie. Just it's so good. Anyway. Yes. He's Uncle Waldo. Uh, Verna Felton, who voices Aunt Sarah, also voices the Queen of Hearts oh, in Alice in Wonderland. They have similar faces, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of weird. that, like, evil... I want, like, pinched. Yeah. Yeah. She voices the fairy godmother in Cinderella, so okay. that's, like, a nice, like, turn of mm-hmm. character for her. And Winifred the Elephant in The Jungle Book. She's also Lee Miller's mother, like, real-life mother. mother. Oh. And Lee Miller voices Jim Deere in this oh. movie. So I thought that was very cute. That is cute. Peggy Lee voices Darling and Peg the Pekingese mm. and Cyan Am, the cats. Oh. And she also co-wrote 
like six out of seven of the songs on the soundtrack. Nice. The guy who voices the beaver did not voice the gopher in Winnie the Pooh. I was like, that's got to be the same guy. But he yeah. was the inspiration for it. Aww. They were like, oh, we want the gopher to be like yeah. the beaver, which is really cute. And I also read that he initially, like, he just did, like, the whistling sounds in the S's, which is a thing that he could do. Yeah. But after a while, he got, like, a for real whistle because he was like, this is hard. Oh, <laughs> So he quit doing and it. And he had to do it all the time. Yeah. And then lastly, Thurl Ravenscroft voices the alligator and he's like the bass in the dog quartet and yeah. Thurl Ravenscroft is uh, Tony the Tiger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I know this name. Yeah. yeah. And he also sings the like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch mm-hmm. song. That's him too. I just love his voice. And I love the name Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, that's a name. Yeah. the I think one of the most interesting things about this movie is it's one of the only like completely original stories that disney has put out you know yeah. they're usually fairy tales or mm-hmm. remakes of other movies or whatever right. but this was literally just one of the animators at disney his name's joe grant had a dog and then had a baby coming Aww. and he was like he just realized that his dog was kind of being ignored you know because they had so much to do and so many preparations and they were so worried about this baby that yeah. he was like, we just kind of stopped paying attention to our dog Aww. and that's really sad and so he approached disney and he was like i just kind of want to write a story about that he drew like a little like comic storyboard about that mm-hmm. and disney was like yeah that's cute let's do it and that was in 1937 oh wow and he kept like so they kept writing stories for it and disney's like these are all boring i don't like any of these nothing is happening and it wasn't until he read a story by this guy named Ward Green mm. called Happy Dan the Cynical Dog, <laughs> which some in some places it's called Happy Dan the Whistling Dog. So I thought it was oh. really interesting that like those aren't people can't decide on the title. Yeah. But he read that and he was like, OK, so we should just have Lady meet this sort of character, this like cynical, like happy go lucky dog from the streets. Mm-hmm. And that'll provide more action and kind of some conflict. And so they bought the rights to Ward Green's story and incorporated it into this story. Nice. And it didn't come out until 1955. So it took them almost 20 years to make this movie. But I mean, it took them forever to make movies back then anyway. Yes. But I think that is an interesting thing that we have kept coming across when talking about movies. Is like the original idea for this appeared 45 years before it was made into a movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just interesting how long it takes. They also, because there wasn't any kind of like precedent for this story, really, other than this like little short story that appeared in this magazine, Walt Disney had Ward Green write a novelization of the movie two years before it came out so that there would be a story for people to like be excited. Oh, oh, Lady and the Tramp. I know that story. I read about it in this book. Oh, that's cute. Generated some hype for it. Yeah. Yeah. They should do that more often. Oh, wait. They do. (laughs) Yeah. No. Well, now they just, you know. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, yeah, this book will make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. that's cool well that's, that's the movie it. yeah we did it yeah it was it was enjoyable right yeah, yeah. I, I liked parts of it it could be better um i mean i you know the flaws are just the time period and the way that these like different characters are portrayed so yeah and it's a little boring in parts but you know it was 1955 yep the songs are good yeah they are well If you would like to talk to us about anything that's on your mind, you can find us on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast or Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod, or you can send us an email at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to all of our other episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. If you have the ability to like, subscribe, review, 
or share. We really appreciate it. There's just the two of us in this little cave here, and that really helps us out. Yeah. If you want some extra stuff, go check out our Patreon page. Actually, if you just go to shows.acast.com slash replay rewind. Oh. That will show you all of our stuff. It'll take you to our Patreon. Like it'll be a, there'll be a link for our Patreon or our new coffee page where you can buy episodes individually rather than subscribing for a monthly fee. So it's all there. You can go check it out. It's pretty cool. If you join the Patreon, we'll shout your name out on the show. We will send you a sticker. Speaking of shout outs, we have a new Patreon. So everyone say hi and thank you to Lori. Yay. Hi. That's uh, that's all I got. Go check that out. There's all kinds of cool stuff over on the Patreon. Bonus episodes put out every Tuesday, usually. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a great time. You'll love it. We love it. So you'll love it. Do you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? I absolutely do. An incredibly dull-witted family unknowingly stumble upon an illegal weapons deal while on the trail of their stolen garbage. What? What? That sounds like it's going to be terrible worse actually than i had imagined hell yeah can't wait oh it's gonna be great if you have any guesses as to what that movie is message us yeah we'll tell you if you're right or not don't google it don't google it that's cheating all right (laughs) in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay rewind and get your pets spayed and neutered Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.